On today's episode, we're going to talk about the single most important thing you can do to be successful, and that is to learn how to control your thoughts. If you control your thoughts, you can control your beliefs, which can control your actions. Stay with us. You are a warrior. You are the very best your nation has to offer. They're asking you to lead. Five. We need a bear cat. It's up to us. So 133, I need somebody that's got a visual on where the shooter is. You must be sound in mind, body, and spirit. 43, where is the officer down? I have a rescue helicopter that wants to land and help. This is the podcast that will make you the one. Cops running eastbound. The one that will bring everyone back. Trouble, we have shot fired, shot fired. Give me back up now. Because no one else is coming. I'm have an officer shot, an officer shot, 100 block of East Street. Suspect is down, suspect is down. This is The Squad Room. Uh, hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Squad Room. I'm your host Garrett Teslaw. I am an active duty uh, deputy sheriff, a sergeant in Southern California. And on this show we are trying to deconstruct how to be our absolute best and all the things that we have to do every day, including the stuff we have to do on the job, the stuff we have to do in our home lives or with our family and our relationships, even our finances. That's what I need to work on. And if you're new to this show, check out the last couple episodes, these briefing topic episodes. And these briefing topic episodes are just short tidbits of things that I think are important, things that I've learned, things that I want to pass along and it's not an interview episode uh there's plenty of those as well and we continue with those but at the beginning of this year we introduced the concept of badges and controlling your badges your beliefs actions discipline goals emotions and service and if service i kind of cut that one off and if we control those things manage those things pay attention and homage and honor those things then I think we are successful or we will be successful. And so today we're digging into more of the beliefs. So listen to the episode about badges and what's your 20 and doing a SWOT analysis because they're all kind of sequential and they all build on top of each other. And these episodes require, if you're really getting into it and you're really engaging with it, require some deep work. They really do. This is not for the faint of heart. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it really, it really does require a commitment on your behalf to do the hard work of evaluating yourself and evaluating where you're at. And if you're somebody who's listening to this and you're willing to do that and you're out there journaling and thinking about these things and really striving to become better, well, congratulations. And that is exactly who this is for. It's for the people who really want to put in the work to be the best possible version of themselves they can. And sometimes it might get misconstrued that I'm up there preaching from the top of the mountain, telling you all how to live your lives. But this in reality, I am uh, on this path myself. These are things that I use and have used that I've been successful with, which have given something and added something to my life. And I am still continually focusing on my own badges and doing my own uh, process with this. This is something I, uh, it's organic and moving and it is its life of its own. It, it changes as I go and I'm 
tweaking my own process, but I'm sharing it with you in the hopes that it helps somebody out there. And judging by some of the emails I've gotten and the direct messages, people are connecting with this idea of badges as a way to focus on what, to, to, to really clarify what we need to focus on and how do we go about that. And so in the topic on beliefs, that first B, a lot of it is about knowing where we are, who you are, what you want to do, uh, why are you here, and um, what are you willing to fight for? What is your why? And next week, we're going to talk about why are you here. But to, today, this week, we're going to talk about held assumptions versus opportunity statements. And I did this a couple years ago. It was the first time I probably did this. Just like a SWOT analysis, that was something I've actually done for myself many times. And one day, and I actually have the journal right in front of me, one day I um, jotted out this idea of held assumptions versus opportunity statements. And I was really trying to look at changing my mindset from what I assumed about myself versus what my opportunities were. And this for me at the time, the first time anyway, was really in relation to developing the podcast and and putting myself out there. And so we'll go through some of that and I'll use some examples. But I think that if you follow this episode, you'll get some value out of it. So really all you need to do is if you're doing this in the car, you can do this mentally. But if you do, do it on paper, it's even better because it's something you can refer back to and really think about. But write out just held assumptions versus opportunity statements. And we're going to go through them. And, uh, you know, something to think about here, I guess I should do some definitions. So an assumption we're going to define as a thing that is accepted as true or as certain to happen without any proof that it is actually going to happen or is actually true. It's an assumption. Now, there's always that joke, you know, what happens when you assume, but it's absolutely true. There's there's no evidence of an assumption of, of an assumption as fact. It is something we just assume is true. And there's so many things about ourselves that we assume to be true. You know, uh, in law enforcement, we assume we are sheepdogs uh, or we assume we're tactical athletes. But is that necessarily true? Versus, of course, opportunities. We'll define that real quick as a set of circumstances that make it possible to do something. That sounds like an opportunity to me, right? And so... There's two quotes I'm going to use throughout this. Uh, one from Viktor Frankl, the author of Man's Search for Meaning, and a fantastic book, a Holocaust survivor and psychologist. And really, this quote gets to the difference between an assumption and an opportunity. And it's, quotes, it's a quote that says, Between stimulus and response, there is space. In that space is our power to choose our response. So really what this held assumptions versus opportunity statements means is we have assumptions about ourselves, but we also have an opportunity to change that and change our response to that and turn those into, you guessed it, opportunities. The other quote that I uh, like that I think is uh, related to this episode is from Marcus Aurelius. And he says, the things you think about determine the quality of your mind. Your soul takes on the color of your thoughts. Let that sink in for a minute. The things you think about determine the quality of your mind. I think anybody can agree that that is true. And people who think negatively tend to act negatively and have a negative life and a negative outlook. And people who are positive have a positive outlook and a 
positive life, at least comparatively. And he says, your soul takes on the color of your thoughts. It's pretty important then that our thoughts be good. And so when we have held assumptions about ourselves that are negative, they, of course, drag us down. They bring us down into that negative uh, mindset. And so I found that oftentimes our negative thoughts about ourselves are based on the assumptions we hold about ourselves. And so uh, I want to ask, what assumptions do you make about yourself or your circumstances? You know, our identity, our identity is built on assumptions that we make. Uh, it could be you have an identity as being uh, physically attractive or maybe smart or athletic. And those, are, those assumptions are learned through how we've experienced past events. If you assume you're attractive, maybe it's because you got asked out a lot in high school. Or you're smart, you assume you're smart, it's because you got good grades. Or you get told repeatedly that you get, are a smart person. If you assume you're athletic, it's because of prior experience has told you that you are. Maybe you played varsity ball or college ball or... Uh, people recruit you for their office teams, the, the department softball team or whatever. Well, the same things occur in our adult life and in our career. Now, positive held assumptions are great, but many are negative. And they're the things that hold us back from doing what we really want to do. You know, I was recently a guest on another podcast and they asked, I shared my experience trying to start this podcast, my podcast, and how I... Uh, wasted probably close to a year trying to pick a name and then pick a logo and pick the right microphone. And it was all an attempt to delay actually doing something because I assumed that I wasn't the right person for the job. And, you know, to be honest, maybe I'm still not. But here at episode almost 100, I've at least proven and shown that there is room for my opinion and room for my expertise out there. So maybe you want to teach a course, you want to teach at the academy, but you assume that you're not the expert and that no one will listen to you. Maybe you're just testing to become a law enforcement officer and you assume you don't have the strength and mindset to pass the academy. That certainly was one of my mindsets uh, going in. Maybe you're reluctant to promote because you think there are better leaders out there who should promote first, that you're not the right person for the job because someone else is out there quote unquote, more qualified. In all of these ways, and many more, we assume the goal we want belongs to someone else. It's often called the imposter syndrome. We feel like imposters in our own bodies because, and we are just waiting to get found out by the people who really know what they're doing. Well, here's a hint. None of us really know what we're doing. We're all making it up as we go along in some degree. So this gets to the tenant of one of the key tenets of badges. Our beliefs are our thoughts. What we tell ourselves is important. Our actions then are based on our beliefs. Or another way to say it, our beliefs become our actions. If our thoughts are not disciplined, our actions will not be disciplined. If we are not disciplined, we cannot set or accomplish our goals. If we don't set and achieve our goals, we risk changing our beliefs about ourselves. And this contradiction then affects our emotions. If our emotions become affected and negative, it impacts our ability to serve others. If we as law enforcement officers and first responders cannot serve others, 
it affects our beliefs about ourselves and who we are and our place in this world. Our held assumptions about ourselves are so important and they're either very dangerous or very powerful. So, how do we fix the negatively held assumptions? With opportunity statements. An opportunity statement is just a shift in thinking from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And uh, there's a great book on this called The Growth Mindset by Carol, uh, Carol Dweck, which I highly recommend. But it's taking what is potentially a negative and turning it into an opportunity statement, a positive. So let's go back to the example of wanting to teach a course. And you might say, you want to teach at the academy, and but you don't know the topic and there's somebody out there who's smarter and better at it than you. Well, an opportunity statement would be that by studying harder and learning more about the topic, you're going to become an expert and you will have the expertise to teach the class. Or you have the opportunity to instruct others in something you're passionate about and that it's an obligation to do so. You might, uh, again, if you're, if you're just becoming a law enforcement officer, you might have an assumption that you don't have the strength and mindset to pass the academy. An opportunity statement version of that would be you welcome the opportunity to learn more about yourself through this process or you welcome the opportunity to learn uh, self-discipline and self-respect. And when we open ourselves to those ideas, they become much more valuable. And then we can frame our decisions based on those same, the same exact scenarios but we look at it with a positive outlook instead of a negative outlook. What are the assumptions you hold about yourself? Do you assume that you're an out of shape, middle-aged dad who works the night shift and is just never going to be able to get it right? Or do you have the opportunity to begin today and at least start somewhere and build momentum? Are you looking at retirement? And you assume that if you leave the job, that you will lose everything about yourself and your identity? Or do you have the opportunity to move into a new part of your life and experience new things? It's all in how we look at it. Well, I hope this short episode has been helpful for you. If you have any questions about these held assumptions or opportunity statements, please shoot me an email, garrett at thesquadroom.net. If you're on the mailing list, I'm going to give you a short little PDF version of an opportunity statements uh, page to a little worksheet to uh, help with some of this. And of course, if you're not on the mailing list, you can sign up by going to the squadroom.net or signing up by texting the squadroom, all one word, to 44222 right from your phone. All right, everybody, until next time, take care of each other and stay safe. <laughs>